Benvenuti and ciao ragazzi to the 20th episode of In the Shadow of Vesuvio. My name is Henry Bell and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Michele Borelli. Michele, you are in the shadow of Vesuvio for once. What's yes. it like? Once again, I'm in the shadow of Vesuvio, so we are not lying to our listeners this time around. Last time so, around, last week, I was in the shadow of what? Me? Rocks. <laughs> shadow of Henry. It doesn't sound as good, I would say. <laughs> but I would yeah. wish that on anyone. Yes. Now, finally, I'm far away from Henry Bell, and I'm once again in the shadow of Vesuvio, so... We are once again. I can, I can, I can speak freely. You know, I was actually physically threatened by Henry <laughs> during the last episode. So now I can speak freely about about everything, about how how much of an idiot he is. Once again, thank you. You're thank welcome. you, Michele. Uh, normal service has resumed. Yeah, you were very suspiciously nice to me last week. And yeah, well, I was your guest. So, uh, so you were just doing it so you could, you know, get the get the free jam. Yes, exactly. Free bananas. Free did you go for the, that reminds me, did you go for marmalade in the I especially got some Scottish marmalade for, for you, Michaela, so you can have an authentic British experience. Did you go for that in the end? No. Typical. <laughs> yeah. Bloody Italians but, abroad. But my girlfriend did. Did she? What did she make of the marmalade? It was good. Yeah, she liked it. Like I'm it. not convinced. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm honest about it. I prefer okay. to eat some, some toast and butter because I don't know why. But because it was better. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I kind of missed it. Kind of missed it from my old days. Uh, I don't know why. Days in the UK, Michele. So anyway, listeners, sorry for that. You probably skipped through this already. Um, <laughs> Michele and Henry talking about breakfast. This is the somehow we've got to twenty episodes, Michele. That feels like a. Um, this, feels, this feels criminal subjecting yeah. people to our voices for 20 episodes no 20 one has weeks. no one's shut us down yet yeah no one deserves it no why, why would you've been desperate to libel us and like you know i've said some very strange but we're still here number 20 same shirt number as Zelensky. that's true yes very relevant yes. uh so but in the napoli tombola what the is Napoli, number 20? In the Napoli Tombola, number 20 is La Festa. A Festa. In Neapolitan, La Festa. In Italian, The Party. In English. So I would say it's appropriate, no? It's been, it's been a, very, a very eventful weekend for us and a very happy weekend. I feel like we've been blessed by, by good results and happy weekends. I... I am not looking forward to the podcast where we're going to be sad as hell. And when well, we're going to have moody. the good times. Let, let's yeah. have a party, you know, because I mean, I won't repeat exactly what you sent me on WhatsApp about your sustained response to the, the Milan game. Um, but you were definitely very happy. And was, last time yeah. I saw you, although you did cheer up after Napoli beat Rangers 3 0. You were a bit sad, so I'm glad to hear that the, the party vibes are in town. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a bit about the Milan game, but I direct you towards our podcasting 
cousins, uh, the the Napoli rants. Uh, I listened to it this morning. Ralph and Ralph, it's a really good, or well, they're always good episodes, but it's a really good one that look, looks at the game in some detail. Um, and then we're going to attempt a bit of a sort of look back at the nine games we've had so far because we've got an international break. And I'm going to ask you, Michele, to to pull some highlights out of your your brain of your experience of being there in the stadium because you are, of course, in Naples. In fact, what's the weather like in Naples right now? Beautiful, very beautiful. It's getting colder, obviously, but it's still fine, you know. Especially compared to the UK, you know. When I came here, my brother said, "Ah, oh, you know, but it's so cold. It's getting so cold." And in the, it's like 18 degrees here, and the UK was like, well, well, in the Highlands where we were, it was like 10 degrees, eight, five at some point. So, but yeah, I really, I really can't relate. You know, it's. It's it's, you know, uh, it's fine. The weather is absolutely perfect, despite what my brother says. What does that say? 18. It's 18 here anyway. So it's fine. Well, who needs Naples and you've got Paisley? Exactly. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah, let's all move <laughs> to Paisley. You know, they also have the best pizza in the world, apparently, right? So Yeah, it's so, true. Yeah. Enzo's. Enzo's um, pizzas. The apparently there is an expression, a, a rude expression to to get off the train at Paisley. I'll I'll let everybody Google that. Um, anyway, so at the weekend, as some of you listeners might be aware, uh, Napoli beat Milan two uh, one in really? Milan. They did, yeah, they did. In oh, I didn't know this. Incredibly enjoyable. I mean, I just we were talking before we went on air. I watched it on my own, you know living in the, the shadow of Michaela and your girlfriend, this is, the house felt very empty. And, <laughs> but it was a really enjoyable game because I think it was quite close. And I quite like a close game that you come up on top of is always a good feeling. Um, some of the stuff that's gone wrong in the past with us as a team didn't go wrong. And there were some good performances from new signings, good performances from people who've been with us for a while. But where did you watch the game, Kelly? As usual, I watched it at home. This time around, I usually go either at the pub or well, I watch it at home. But as I said, as I mentioned before, it's usually people watch at home these kind of games. You know, we gather, we invite some people over, and we watch the game together. So this time around, we watched it at my place, and uh, I was with some family friends and my father, my brother. So it was like six or seven of us. And uh, yeah, it was quite, you know, it doesn't always happen, but it was quite fun. So and before the game, what was the vibes? Like, what was your your dad, what was he feeling? Was he feeling nervous about it or or you? What was the general atmosphere? Well, you know, it's when we play against Milan, especially away, it's always a, a special game. I would say it's a very historical game as well. You know, a lot of tradition between these two teams. So it all, it's always special and... I never expect a good result because it's, it's, again, it's a big game. And I mean, Milan are Italian champions too. But yeah, no, everyone was nervous, but we're also confident, you know, because Napoli, the way we've played uh, lately has given us a lot of confidence. You know, it's given us the kind of vibe that if we play well, if we are focused, then we don't have anything to be worried about. And Great point. that's that's we I haven't I haven't had this feeling since the Sarri years because that, that yeah. team was an amazing team who which could beat anyone. 
And this time around, you know, I'm seeing a lot of like very focused players, a lot of like Spalletti is very focused. The, 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 the lineup is always usually spot on, even, I mean, even when we were against Lecce, you know, it was a, a lot of turnover, but still it was forced. And, and I, it was the right moment to do that, I think, as well, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe too much, but still, you know, like the, the team is definitely, you know, uh, focused and, and, uh, and, you know, they work well together. And when that happens, it's, it's you know, I, we are, I'm confident that we can achieve something. So, yeah, we went, we went into the game feeling confident and hopeful. Okay, so the room, okay, just, I know Ralph, Ralph, sorry, Ralph Bez likes to take piss at me for always saying this, but just paint me a little picture. So what did you, did you eat before the game? No, Did never. you have, no? So would you no, wait never. until, like, of course you did. Did you have a Panino Ignorante afterwards or what was the, what was the, let's get the food sorted first and then we can talk about it. So, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you some uh, background info because actually for, for Sunday, so I was invited to a birthday party. So there was a, a friend of mine who is now 30 and he had this 30th uh, birthday party and he is not a Napoli fan, unfortunately. He doesn't, he doesn't follow football at all. So he, oh God. Yeah, he invited me to this party, which was at 9.30 p.m. on Sunday night. And when he invited me to this party, I was still in Scotland. So I said, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll be there. <laughs> but then, and then I realized, I oh, wait. With oh, Napoli's on, Napoli's at 9.30s. It's like between first half and second half. So it's right in the middle of the game. So for a few days, you know, because it's a big, big birthday, 30th, 30th birthday. So I was, I was kind of torn. I was like, ah, should I go? If I go, I'm going to watch it on my phone. But I really don't like that. And then eventually, eventually I decided to go late, obviously. Because okay. it, it's 2022 and people are still organizing parties while Napoli's playing. If people don't attend, it's their fault. They should, like I do, <laughs> like I do, they should organize their life around Napoli games. Of course, like no matter where they are in the world, whether you're in Toronto, you're in yeah. Yonkers, you're in Belgrade or Paisley. It's got yeah, to be focused exactly. around, around exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. So I didn't have dinner because I usually, I very rarely eat before Napoli plays. Indeed. Maybe if they play at 3 p.m., I do, but it's kind of rare because, and, and I can eat while Napoli plays. That's very, 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 so very did hard you for me. Jump on your scooter immediately after the final whistle. And yes, zip, I was, zip over to a party. That's perfect. What a yeah. perfect time to go to a party. And the party was in a very nice place, a little bit shady, maybe I don't know, but it was right, right on top of the Vesuvius. Like, the I think one of the last buildings going up the Vesuvius that you can see. And it was kind of weird because it's, I don't know if, how legal that place was because it was, I don't know, it was kind of weird. Yeah, but very nice, very nice. And uh, yeah, it was quite cold up there. And uh, yeah, something weird happened because it was quite cold. It was like decently chill, like 12, 13 degrees. But I went there. I didn't think about bringing a jacket with me because I was so happy about the game. And I was, I was honestly um, quite stressed for the game, quite nervous. So when I, yep. when I watch Napoli games, I kind of sometimes just wet, even if it's cold. So I have to undress yeah. myself, not completely, unless, oh, thank unless you. it's appropriate. But yeah, I, I kind of undress myself. So I, we, we went there and uh, yeah, I was, I was greeting my friends. And they were like, Miguel, but what are you doing? Aren't you cold? What are you doing? Because everyone was wearing like 
not winter jacket, but at least like autumn jackets, you know, and that was the only one with short sleeves. And once I arrived there, I realized, oh, wait, yeah, that's actually quite cold here. But I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it at all. And people were like scared for me for the whole evening because I didn't do cold, I didn't do cold. And my answer was, and it was honestly, the, the, it was the truth. You know, it kind of sounds weird, but it was the truth. The game made me so nervous. I was sweating so much that for like two hours after the game, I was still quite hot, you know, quite warm. And I didn't need any, any winter jacket. I was honestly so stressed the last 10 minutes that... Oh, that was horrible that last 10 minutes. Yeah, the, yeah. So, yeah, I was... You know, my, my Although, friends, so you were you were fueled by the flames of Napoli's victory. As weird as it sounds, yes, I was surprised myself because people were literally shivering with jackets on them, and I was I was just there smiling and so happy because Napoli won, and uh, I was I didn't feel any cold at all. And then they told okay. me that the people there actually listened to the game on the radio. They were they weren't actually yes, yes. yeah they weren't at the party, so they went to their cars and. They put the game on on the radio, and then they they listen to the game on the radio. So that you totally made the right decision. So, okay, one hundred percent. With my uh, journalistic hat on, Michele, I want uh, you sort of accidentally become a gonzo journalist. So, I'm not interested in what you think right now. So, what what were people saying about the game, about Napoli season? You've got the people at home that you were watching the game with and you've got the people at the party. So you actually had quite a lot of people around you to talk about Napoli in Naples. What, were there any trends of what people were saying? Any themes that kept coming up? No, the, the usual theme, you know, because I talked about the game a little bit with my family friends here at home. And the general feeling was that it was a deserved victory, but also a bit lucky. Mm. So lucky doesn't mean undeserved. But it was definitely, we definitely benefited from some luck during the game because otherwise, I mean, we considered very, a few clear chances to Milan and that we usually get punished when we do that. And uh, the general feeling was that it was a very non-Napoli game that we won. Napoli, when Napoli doesn't dominate, we usually don't win. We usually can't get the three points. We usually need to dominate the game. We need to dominate our opponent to win. And that didn't happen. And uh, I was, that's why I was so scared, by the way. That's why I was so nervous because usually I was, honestly, I was expecting the 3-2 for Milan because that's the kind of result we yeah. get when we play like that. And everyone felt that way. But we had some incredibly uh, strong performances by some players. And we talked yeah, about so those was, a lot. Who, was, who, who, who were people talking about then? We were talking about Kim. We were talking about Lobotka. We're talking about Simeone. We're talking about Kvara. We're talking about Rui, to be honest. All the, Angissa. All these players played an amazing game. But I think a lot of players, almost all the players, you know, even Ramani. Uh, yeah, he had a good game. Oh, yeah, Ras, yeah. Raspadori, I don't think he was. it was his game. But having said that, he had a quiet game, but he did a lot of moving around, getting, you know... He sort of comes deep and Tamori doesn't really like that. So, yeah. So what, what people are saying about, I'm going to zoom in on a couple of people that we haven't talked about loads on the show recently. So let's talk about our favorite, the, the warm-up Pele, Mario Rui. He won yeah. beast of the match on the, the Napoli rant. What, what, what were people saying about him? Or was it you? Did you turn up at the party and just be like, 
Mario Rui. I did. I was. I was. How you arrived? I was definitely that guy. Yes, I was the guy going around the party with my phone in my hand, just watching the highlights and showing the highlights to everyone, especially the ones who didn't watch the game. So you know, it, it was funny because during the game, especially at the end of the game, we we said the same sentence about so many players. So we said something like, "We won this game because of." And then we said the name of our player. And then we realized that we we're basically mentioning the whole team because we, we won the game because of Meret. And that is true because he saved some miraculous uh, chances, right? And then Rui, you know, like Rui was so important, the assist. And uh, then obviously Simeone scored a very, a very like pure striker goal. Oh, and, classical number nine. It was right? beautiful. The setup and the goal, ah, lovely. Right. And Kim, Kim saved that last uh, ball. At the, at the last minute, and Rachmani was so important. Labotka defensively so important, and Gisasa dominant. Kavara yeah. gave us the penalty. So, so we ended up saying, "Oh yeah, no, but we won the we won the game like all because of Simeone." You know, he came on and and he was so important with that goal. And then after five minutes, oh no, but we won the game because of Kavara. You know, because he didn't have a brilliant game, but then we he won us the penalty. So at the end, we realized that the the team as a whole played an amazing game. And that was that was amazing. Mario Rui was, I think, Mario Rui is like the shadow captain of this team because he's, he's way more charismatic. I, I feel very strongly about Napoli captains because I think I think we've been choosing the wrong captain for a few years now. I've been we've been talking about this in the past. I don't think Hamsik was the right captain. I, I, so so I like a particular type of player to be my captain. It doesn't even need to be like crucial in terms of skills and in terms of of imp- like tactical importance, but he has to be charismatic and he needs to lead the team. You know, I mean, it's not a controversial opinion, I would say. No. But then again, we had Amsik, who was the least charismatic player we've ever had, I think. And yeah. we had Insigne. Much as we love him, much as we absolutely yeah. love Yeah, absolutely. Him, yeah. I love Amsik, yeah. And then we had Insigne, who was, I think, a very problematic captain. Problematic uh, person as well at home yeah, and all yeah. sorts. So yeah, I, not for me, not the right personality at all to be a captain of, That's of, right. of a club. And now apparently they like the whole team voted for Di Lorenzo to be our captain, which honestly I don't see it. Honestly, I don't see. It. I mean, fair enough if they voted for him, then fair enough. I honestly don't see it. I really don't see it. I don't like Di Lorenzo too much too, in terms of skills. But it's you know like I can oh. see that Rui Rui. Rui is our yeah. real leader. You know, did you see how how he went to defend Clara on the penalty? Oh, I loved it. It was a beautiful moment. And I was just thinking, like, you know, the, the most likable team that I've seen as a kind of adult watching Napoli is that Mazzari era team. I think Mario Rui would have been captain if Mazzari, if we were in a kind of weird alternative reality where right now we're in that kind of Mazzari era with this team. I think he's a captain. I think it's a great shout. I mean, this is the, the a smoking hot take that we're probably never going to be um, let let to live this one down. Uh, Kirsten Schlutz, my co-host of from N to I, really doesn't like Mario Ruiz. So I'm very, very, uh-huh. very sorry, Kirsten. But uh, let's make let's make him captain. Let's let's fucking make him captain. Yes. Um, we have that power as a podcast, the most well, we listened that, podcast in the Napoli yeah. universe. In the universe, I think we've got three million listeners per episode. So I've got a follow-up point. It's a really good point because really what this demonstrates is how 
this team feels like a team again. And I think it's interesting that everyone's picking up at that, whether it's at the party, whether it's at your house. I just love the fact you, you watch a Napoli game. Dear listeners, imagine this. You watch Napoli at home. You get on your scooter. You drive up to the top of Mount Vesuvio. And then you have a party. Like, it may seem like everyday life to you, McKinney, but to us, that's what's our aspiration. Anyway, <laughs> earlier in the day, I had the misfortune of watching Inter play football against Udinese. And I was really struck watching Inter, that how they just didn't play like a team. It's far, I don't know. I'm not clever enough to tell you why. But you know how sometimes you can just tell that the team isn't together? by the body language, how the, the mystery is on the, on the touchline, you know, taking off players after half an hour. They weren't playing for each other and they definitely weren't playing for the coach. And it was a disaster, actually. They were, they were t- absolutely terrible. I mean, I'm sure we'll play that badly at some point in the season, so don't, don't worry, listeners. I'm not getting on my high horse. But it's interesting that I think if you look at some of the teams struggling, like Juventus and Inter, they absolutely don't have that sense of togetherness that, that our squad seems to have. And there hasn't been a lot of that in recent years. It was a shame to see Chucky Lozano being a bit of an idiot at the end, but really he's the only one who doesn't seem to be all sort of pulling in the same direction. Um, anything in particular from the game you want to just highlight before we, we move on to think about something else? No, oh, you know, it was just, it just made me so happy again, because it wasn't the usual game that we win. That's yeah. usually this is this kind of game is the game are the games we lose. So I was very happy to see that. I was very stressed and it was man, it was so I think it this is gonna be probably one of the most important wins of this season. Oh, 100%. Because, because this gives us so much confidence, you know. It's so important. You go there. I mean, we won in we haven't lost in Milan against Milan in like seven or eight years, but still, you know, you can't take it for granted. You go there and Milan the champions. Yeah, exactly. But I think what made me happy the most was that Milan actually played a great game. Yeah, they played brilliantly. They played a great game and we suffered, but we never suffered um, passively, let's say. You know, like we were in, in a way, we were still in control of the game, even when we considered all those chances. I do feel like the team didn't panic, you know, they remained focused and they were like, okay, now is the time to suffer, but then we're going to, we are going to fight and we're going to come, uh, we're going to come out and, and actually do our thing, which is also what happened against Rangers, because in the first 15, 20 minutes of the game there, they did the same, you know, they let, you know, the, the atmosphere was amazing in, uh, at Ibrox and uh, they played like, su- they were supported by their, their fans and they were, they had like the, the first 20 minutes you know, super, you know, they, they played them, they played very well, they played better than us. When we had the patience, our players were uh, mature enough to wait for them, for their moment to be over and slowly, slowly take over the game. And that thing, I mean, we didn't fully do that against Milan because again, Milan is, well, it's much better than Rangers, but we did our thing, you know, I think we did what we had to do and uh, probably, probably a tie would have been the fairest result, let's be honest, but still. Yeah, I think so. But still. we take the chances and we want to get, and I think, um, I mean, I couldn't agree more with, every, you know, you'd absolutely hit the nail on the head there. And I think one of my personal frustrations of watching Napoli really since the Ancelotti era was this lack of maturity, I think. And 
I don't want to hate on Insigne because he hasn't had the easiest of weeks, but and his whole family haven't. But I think there was something about the mentality of some of those players, not just Insigne, others as well, that got, I'd say, spooked. A bit like when a cat gets spooked and they're not really the same for like 10 minutes afterwards because they've heard a loud noise. And there was that. So if something went wrong, I thought we used to get spooked as a team. But also if something, if things weren't going our way, we'd get a bit petulant. We'd get a bit frustrated. We'd throw our arms in the air and you could see people sort of snatching at passes and snatching at shots. And that is a sort of mentality issue. And it's absolutely the opposite of what we had this season. I totally agree. Yeah, the patience that it was a different kind of patience, I think, in the in the Milan game. Like when when Milan equalized, I, I really thought that was it, to be honest. Um, but there was a patience to absorb what was going on. And also, let's not Spalletti got it wrong, like taking off we had to take off Politano, but bring on Zerbin, like yeah. the kids, the kid's not ready, and he was an no. absolute disaster zone on the left. But even that in the old days, could have created that kind of panic across the whole team. But it didn't happen, actually. You saw players, particularly in midfield, coming over to help out. And actually, we managed to just about plug that that hole. So, yeah, maybe this mentality thing that we've been talking about for months is beginning to be sorted out. Yeah, I would really hope so. After the after we considered the goal, the team remained very like confident. They didn't panic. They didn't... They didn't, uh, they remained, I think, true to their tactical plan that they developed. And even, even with Zerbin on the pitch, we were actually able to score again. So that was amazing to see. You know, it's, it's very hard. You can see the goal against Milan in a full San Siro, 80,000 people supporting Milan, the Italian champions. They've been playing so well. They had so many chances. But you don't panic. You, remained in, you remain in the game. And then you develop you develop some plays that eventually lead you to, to a goal, which was kind of random, but not undeserved. You know, this is what happens when you, get, when you have Simeone as your backup striker and not oh, yeah. Petania. I'm sorry, Petania, but this is, this is honestly what... I, yeah, no, I mean, sorry, Petania, but this is what happens. You know, you win in San Siro against Milan. So that's, you know, that's, that's been a great market, I think. It's been a... A very yeah. good market, and I'm seeing Don Belay being involved in the play. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't do. You know, I don't. Well, so in Napoli, I don't know if you know this, but well, in Italy in general, especially in Napoli, but I think the whole country, when you want to bring good luck, or when you want to, let's say, send some bad luck away, you kind of touch your jewels. Let's say. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It has to be with your left hand as well, isn't it? No. 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 It's. It's. No. It's not necessary. But for example, if someone came to you, came to me, and said, "Ah, you know, Napoli's gonna win it all this season. Napoli's gonna win the scudetto." Then first thing I do is, I inspect my jewels. So that's. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so when when Dombele used to come on the pitch, you know, you always used to do some kind of gesture like that because it was so bad, man. So bad. But now it's actually a, it's actually an asset. It's not a liability yeah. anymore. He just needed some games. He just needed some time. And it goes back to, as you say, the the Lecce game, which actually we'll talk about in a second. So yeah, and it doesn't Simeone just feel like a Napoli player? You know, there's something about him that again reminds me slightly of that Mazzari era. He just seems he just looks right in a Napoli shirt for me yeah. anyway. Argentinian. 
Exactly. Um, okay, so let's let's look back at the nine games that we've had. I'm not going to. Don't worry, I'm not going to go into exhaustive detail here. But it just feel with the international break a good moment to to look back. So um, we start the season. We beat uh, Verona five two. Then we beat Monza four 0 Then we had these two draws where I think quite a lot of us were thinking, oh god. So nil nil against Fiorentina and one all against Lecce. Then we beat Lazio away 2-1, beat Liverpool 4-1, beat Spezia home finally 1-0. And then we watched Napoli beat Rangers 3-0 together. And we've just been talking about the 2-1 away victory in Milan. That's a pretty impressive start to the season, isn't it? it is. um, what jumps out to you from that list? What's what's sparking off in your in your brain sort of points of order but also sort of highlights that kind of jump out to you yeah i mean i would say we had some very tough games so far we had you know playing away against milan and lazio and coming home with six points that's huge that's huge and even if we played against rangers we you know a win champions league is still never you know we really can take it for granted so especially such a such a big win so so that's super important and uh uh, you know, when we played in Champions League in the uh, last 10 years in, in the group stage, we had some, I mean, some teams which uh, finished last. Uh, we had Marseille, which finished with zero points. Yeah. Uh, and That was the year that everyone got 12 points, right? And then we, that, we didn't go through. That's right. And yeah. still, we won in Marseille, but I was there. We didn't win easily. We won, like, I think it was a 2-1. Or a three-one, but it was a very tough game. It was a one of the first goals by Zapata as, as well with the with the Napoli shirt. It was a very tough game. So, and we won in Villarreal when we actually went ahead to the round of sixteen. And it was a super tough game with the last uh, last minute goal. Well, not last minute, but it was a, la- a late goal by Inler. Uh, yeah. We we yeah, we won. I think with one goal difference. So it, it, we never win games in Champions League easily. That never happens. So I will never take it for granted, never. Also because we lost some Europa League games in the recent past against some teams I can't even, I can't even remember. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So so that's these are super important. So this is what strikes me the most. We want some games against big teams, and we're gonna we want some games against against small teams, which were we were not able to win in the past. We barely won against Spezia. It was a very tough game. It was a, a game similar to the Lecce game. And we ultimately, we deserve to win. But, you know, like, it's very tough. You know, it's very tough. What, In the past, we wouldn't have won that game. That's right. Yeah, 100%. Because the, what strikes me the most is that even with Lecce, even with Fiorentina, all these games, the attitude has always been the same. And that's what I said, that even after we tied against Lecce, it was very disappointing. I was still happy about the game. You know, the first half was terrible, but the second half with the, with the starters, we played an amazing second half. And we were honestly unlucky not to win. But, you know, it's the attitude that is important. There's a big banner. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but there was a big banner and a big flag in Curva B, um, historically, in the past 10 years, which said, al di là del risultato, which means beyond the result which is a way for the fans to show, you know, to show support to the team despite the results. You know, we don't care about the results. We care about how you play the game. We, play, we care about how much you sweat the shirt. That's a way, that's a, that's a phrase in Italian, you know. It's, 
So that's what the fans want to see. And I've, I've been on, seeing give, it. Give, give us some Italian, Michele, for those. Yeah, yeah Sudare la Maglia, to sweat the shirt. Sudare la Maglia. So if the fans see that the, the shirt is wet because the player actually put an effort, you know, it doesn't matter if we win or lose or we tie, you know, the, if the attitude is right, you're going to have the support of the other fans. And I've been seeing yeah. that, you know, I've been seeing 100%. a very focused team. I don't want to keep repeating that, but that's been my feeling, especially in the, in the, during the Milan game and in, against Rangers, you know, we have, we've had some tough moments in these games, but the team never panicked. And that is, I keep repeating that because that's what I've been used to see. Oh, yeah. And we talked about it even on the past 19 episodes of this show. I mean, it's interesting reading out those results. In some ways, the first game of the season was a sort of perfect microcosm of, of our season that we went behind to a, to a corner. Didn't we? Well, actually, let's look up exactly when it was. In the 29th minute, Kevin Lasagna. Yeah, yeah. It was a corner and we went behind. And I actually remember like my heart sank and I was like, Oh God! Yeah, we this all is... felt like, oh yeah, this is this is how the season is gonna be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and all those new. And we were saying, and I think you're right. I agree with you at the times. Like we've we've signed a bunch of unproven players, and we don't know what it's turned. They've turned out all right, thank thank God. And and the way that we turned that game around, I think, was really impressive. And because um, what is it was like we equalized, and then we went ahead, but then they equalized. So even then, when it was two two, I remember thinking, oh God, here we go. And then we scored three more afterwards. So I think it's interesting. There are these sort of moments that, that really tell a story. The Spezia game really tells a story for me. Like that's a classic game that we wouldn't have won in the past. As you say, those away days recently have really told a story. Um, in the stadium though, Michele, what's been your sort of favourite memory of the season so far? Or memories? You could pick a couple if you want. I mean, I, I have to pick... Liverpool. The Liverpool game has been probably the best home game, Champions League home game we've ever had. Because it's, you know, you play, we, we won some great games in Champions League in the past 10 years. And I was lucky enough to be in a few of them. We won against Manchester City, we won against, you know, Chelsea. Well, we lost the returning Taba still, you know, we won, we won some pretty big games. But, you know, the way we played against Liverpool, it was, was amazing. You know, it was magical. And uh, I don't know, we, I kind of felt like, okay, we are ready. Yeah, we, I don't know for what, but, you know, it's the kind of performance that gives you a lot of confidence. So, yeah, you know, that, that one was big, but also obviously the, the game against Spezia, the last, last minute goals are always, always nice. So what, what is a last-minute goal like in Curva B? What, what tends to happen? Uh, it's, it's so funny because what I always say is that when you are in the stadium, everything is amplified. So if you are sad, you are way sadder than you would be if you are at home. If you are happy, you are way happier. If you are angry, you are way angrier. So everything is amplified. So we, if you don't win against a, game, uh, against a team like Spezia, obviously you get frustrated. But the thing is that the, the stadium was full. So you get you are frustrated and 40,000 people around you are frustrated as well. So you hear some guy behind you saying, oh, you know, this fucking guy, you know, like you should do this, yeah. this and that. And you kind of, you hear that and you absorb it. And then the guy next to you says that. And then the guy next to you says that. And then the guy in front of you says that. So 
So after a while, you go, you come to the end of the game, and everyone is frustrated. I remember <laughs> the game against Spezia. There was a guy in front of me who got gradually angrier at Raspadori. And okay. at one point, like before the goal, he was like, I think he had a, he, he threw a, tr- a tantrum against Raspadori. Like he, he started shouting profanities at Raspadori for like, for like, I would say like, honestly, like 30 seconds without stopping. And he was, <laughs> he was punching. Yeah, no, it was amazing. He turned uh, towards me. He was punching his seat. He was, he was kicking stuff. It was like, it was honestly, it was glorious to see. And we all, <laughs> and we all agreed with him anyway. But then yeah. obviously, and, and people felt the same about Lozano as well. And a lot of people were like, oh, you know, fucking Lozano. A lot of bad stuff said about Lozano because everyone, like in the stadium, it's impossible to be rational. So, you yeah. know, like you, you act that way. But then obviously, obviously, <laughs> you know, the gods of football made it so that Raspadori scored on a Lozano assist. So <laughs> the guys who were abusing Lozano Raspadori in the last minutes of the game, they immediately became Raspadori and Lozano number one fans. And we all were, we all were like, oh, you know, I've always said, you know, Lozano is so great. We said it the whole game. Lozano, Raspadori, best players ever. So, yeah, that's, that's so fun. And uh, That's what yeah. I love about, I mean, that's, the, that's a great story. And like, um, but isn't that just the, the, the best thing about watching live football in a stadium? So I think one of the problems with, with Twitter is that you have these people who look up tweets that you fired off in the middle of a game when you were pissed off at a player. And they're like, well, you, you said three months ago that actually that player wasn't very good. And he just scored a goal. You think, well, that's just being a football fan. Like, and in the stadium, there's nobody, nobody's keeping receipts in the stadium, are they? You can just live yeah. your fullest life as a tifoso. Yeah, but we are all, we are all on the same side, you know, I mean, we're always all on the same side, but the stadium is like that. I was also one of the guys abusing Raspadori. I mean, not to, not to him, but I was like, oh, just fucking Raspadori, he's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. And then when Raspadori scored, I, I screamed his name like the whole stadium. And then I was joking with the guys next to me, said, I've always believed in him. You know, I was just motivating him. He's best player ever. And I mean, I was, I was abusing Raspadori with a few people around me. And then when we scored, we all turned towards each other and we started laughing we was like wow he, he actually did it so that's and we were all happy about it you know it was so yeah that's it it's imp- again it's impossible to be rational you in the stadium you are always emotional so you don't really think oh but why do you say that you know it's you know like we're all on the same side so especially yeah. in curva b you don't have to check you know you don't have to gatekeep anything or anyone we're all secure enough in our napoli support that Anyone can say anything, and we know that they are saying that because they love Napoli too much. So if yeah. they if they abuse a player, they abuse a player because they, they are nervous and they are stressed and they want Napoli to win. So at the end of the game, we are we are still gonna be Napoli fans anyway. So lovely, and I love the fact that we spent three times longer talking about the Spezia game than we did about the Liverpool game. So I mean, there's something about that, you know. I mean, I'm sure Liverpool was absolutely incredible. You'll remember it for the rest of your life. But um, yeah. Come to the stadium, people. Uh, I need to work out when I'm going to come back as well, actually. So, and actually looking ahead, just whilst I've got them in front of me, we've got Torino at home next. Then uh, off to Ajax in the Champions League. Then Cremonese away. Then Ajax at home. Then Bologna at home. Roma away. 
you know, these are fixtures that are not impossible. Although this season's a bit crazy, though, isn't it? Yeah, you don't really know. Just look, look who's in that top four. I think, I think Udinese, who we're playing, it's the last game before the break for the World Cup, is home to Udinese. I've been really impressed with them, I have to say. I think they're playing fantastic football and the best kind of football to to piss people off. You know, they're kind of like, they're like a giant killing machine. Like they know exactly how to sit back. They've got the right kinds of players, very tall team, winding up. I didn't have much this weekend, so I watched a lot of football across the league. And um, they wound into up something rotten. It was hilarious. And then they've got this little... Catalonian genius so I really wish we'd signed actually Delafeo. I think he would have been perhaps a slightly better signing than our, our friend Raspadori in fact Raspadori nearly got me thrown out of the bar we were in last week because it was that goal that got me very very excited yeah true. So, causing trouble everywhere anyway so should we you know book hotels for the um when is it let's look it's in front of me for the 4th of June which is against Sampdoria <laughs> you know should, we, should no. we start to get all those things ready no of course not kind so of question is that what's your come on tell me tell me tell me why I'm being deliberately provocative here again. why 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 tell me why you tell me why why there is no reason to do that you know how far June is but we're playing so well we've got change of mentality we've got yeah, like score. like last season actually so far I, I saw the compared table, Serie A table, you know, compared to last season. And we are obviously four points behind. (laughs) (laughs) So this is actually, yeah, this is actually a very negative season so far for us if we compare it to last season. Four points behind. So yeah, there is no reason. And I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy, but historically speaking, Spalletti's teams usually, and we saw that too, Spalletti's teams usually get gradually worse throughout the season. So they start very well. And then the second half of the season, they, they get weaker. I don't know why. So yeah, let's, yeah. it's way, obviously it's way too early. I mean, just look at the table. Do you think Udinese and Lazio are going to go to Champions League? Maybe Lazio. Yeah. I don't know. But Udinese is going to stay there. I highly, highly doubt it. Yeah. So I think way um, too early. Way th- too early. 31 games left. 31. We only played seven. That sounds like a lot of games, doesn't it? 37. It is, you know, yeah. And actually, Juve, for all their awfulness, I mean, they're so bad. I watched the second half of the Monza game. Um, they're only seven points off the top. If they, get a new, they get a new manager in, they, as they do, spend an immoral amount of money in the transfer window, weaken all the other teams in the league like they always do. Who knows? So, yeah, I think... Perhaps we should just live in the moment a bit more. I was on um, Joe Foschetti's uh, Forza Napoli podcast uh, this week and I was saying the thing I need to learn is to not get too carried away well, one way or the other. And my first reaction after Milan was like, that's amazing, the whole team's changed. Mm-hmm. We're ready. But, you know, let's see how we are after, after the international break. Like, can we, can we keep this up? And as you've said many times on this podcast, We've been burnt in the past, haven't we? Totally, yeah. I have reasons to be optimistic. I will just wait and see, though, because it's yeah. way too early. It's way too early anyway. I got my season ticket, so I'll be there 
if they we win or we lose, I will be there and uh yeah, let's hope for the best. But I don't want to make any any predictions. I never make predictions. No one does on the Far From Vesuvius network. So you're in you're in good company. Good. Um the um yeah. But just it's good we've taken a bit of time just to give some props to our team and Spalletti for the first nine games of the season. They've they've done really well. So, you know, good work. Let's keep it up. Do you have a Neapolitan expression of the week, Michele, for us all? I do. I do. I do have a Neapolitan expression of the week. And uh, I chose this phrase because it's, I think it kind of, it's very symbolic for the game we've had on Sunday. So what I saw on Sunday was a very good team, a very good Milan side, because they were very good, probably a better team, because I think Milan is still a better team than us, but they lost, but they lost. I don't know precisely why, but they lost. So um, perhaps, you know, it's more important to, you know, we we are stronger than Milan in some ways and weaker, but overall they are better than us, but that doesn't mean that they're going to finish ahead of us. So the phrase of the week kind of symbolizes this all, and the phrase is, meglio no ciuccio vivo cano dottoro morto. I repeat, meglio... Nuciuccio vivo can dottore morto. In Italian, meglio un asino vivo che un dottore morto. In English, is better to be an, an alive donkey than a dead doctor. Very and nice. it's actually quite, yeah, right? I mean, we are donkeys, right? I See? mean, that's our symbol. And we, we are both, we would be called dottore in Italian. You are, you're a man of letters. You have two degrees. I have three. It's not a competition. <laughs> Yet you mention it all the time. Man. Just have oh, to yes. slip that one in. Fair enough. So, yeah, no, it's, you know, like we are alive. We are a very alive team right now. Very cohesive, very united. So it's better to be, and we, we are seeing better teams than us because I do think Juventus is better than us, obviously, in terms of, of skills, you know, in terms of players, they are better than us. Inter is better than us. Milan is, are better than us. But then again, they are all watching our back, let's say, See? in the table. A donkey's ass. Yeah, exactly. So it's much better to be a donkey, but alive, than a doctor, but dead. So let's I think you couldn't have chosen a better. Yeah. That's perfect. And also, I think we should bring back the donkey as our logo i think it's such a shame that it's not it's not there anymore um but anyway okay well thank you very much as ever michele uh back to our usual long distance podcasting um it's the international break i don't know what we'll do i think we'll probably take a little break ourselves it's been a little bit hectic for all of us i'm back to teaching michele's been having to deal with the champions league um but we might do a spontaneous show next week i'm not sure but just keep an eye out for that um you can find uh, Michele on Twitter at Napoli Tickets. You can find me at Henry Barcalcio. Please do give our show feed a follow on Twitter at Shadow of Vesuvio. We're going to be bringing back the questions soon. So like, if you like the show, you want to ask us a question, drop us a DM through our Twitter account and I'll give you the details of how to record a voice note and we'll play it on the show next week. We'll have a bit more space for kind of listener content next week so actually or the next couple of weeks keep an eye on the Twitter feed because i'll be 
you know, trying to get your thoughts and your questions so we can perhaps give them a bit of an answer. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, it's been part of the Far From Perceivers Network. Check out the other pods on there from N to I and the Napoli Rant. But in the meantime, everybody take care and forza Napoli sempre. Sempre.